You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 203, Celebrating the Holidays with Feng Shui. Welcome to episode 203 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We actually teach a Feng Shui certification program and we train practitioners. We hope to see you in a class one day. And we also have an annual workshop that we'll tell you about in a second. But be sure to sign up for our mailing list if you go in the show notes on your podcast app or if you visit mindfuldesignschool.com, you can sign up for our mailing list. We have a lot of free content and workshops and events that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. So we hope to see you in your inbox. So before we get started on today's episode about the holidays, we wanted to share about a program and workshop that we have coming up that does celebrate the holidays from a feng shui perspective. So every year, Laura and I teach what we call the New Year's Reset Program. And it starts with a class that you get right away. And this year, the focus is on space clearing. And then we culminate the whole program with a live class on Lunar New Year's Eve. And it's always super fun. A lot of people come. If you can't make it live, there's a recording. And we go through all the zodiac animals, how your zodiac animal relates to the energy of the water rabbit that's coming up in 2023. We also, together as a group, which is quite powerful, we practice a special clearing ceremony to invite in the new year, to invite in this energy of the rabbit that's coming in and and saying goodbye to the energy of the tiger. So it's a really beautiful rebirth ceremony to invite in prosperity and to let go of what is past. So we hope to see you at the New Year's Reset class, the live class on Lunar New Year's Eve. And again, you can find out all about that if you sign up for a newsletter or visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. So we are approaching the holidays. And so Laura and I thought we would do another, I guess, our annual podcast about the holidays. (laughs) And we wanted to talk about, first of all, maybe how we plan on celebrating the holidays this year, and then how you can use intention and feng shui to set up your home for the holidays as well. So Laura, Mm -hmm. how are you spending the holidays this year? Well, I celebrate Christmas and I am having family to come and stay with me. It's actually going to be quiet for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but then my family will all come on Boxing Day, which is a Canadian and British thing. I don't know if you guys have Boxing Day in uh, the States. And I do a lot of decorating and I do a lot of baking and I do a lot of cooking. No, so we don't, just to rewind, we do not celebrate Boxing Day in the States. However, can you explain Boxing Day to Ooh, all of the That's a listeners? good question. It is the day after Christmas, and it's literally a holiday that we have that no one really knows why we have it, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with boxing up stuff, 
you know, I'm going to, we're going to get like notes on this. I'm sure there's going to be some British, the people that not can like wrestling it. boxing. No, not wrestling. It's not, <laughs> it's not pugilistic. It is uh, more packing stuff up. And I think, and like, I, there's a, there's a real tradition in British, you know, culture and, you know, Canada as well, like, because we're, that's what kind of our foundation, we're a Commonwealth nation is of doing a Christmas hamper. And that is all year long, which I don't do, by the way, you gather or you can, you know, you, you kind of start saving up and storing all of your stuff for Christmas, like crackers and cookies and flour, and all these things so that you've, you know, you've scrimped and saved and you've put it together in this and then you prepare everything at Christmas. So I don't know if the Boxing Day part of that has to do with it, but there's something about, you know, boxing it up after, but it's, it's a pretty British Canadian thing. It's just an extra day off for a lot of people, basically. It's a guaranteed vacation day. And are there any special things that you will be cooking? Yes. I make lots of cookies when I bake. Ah, this this is the first year. This is fun. I made my own mincemeat, so filling. So mincemeat is not meat meat. It's made of dried fruits and sugars and brown sugar, special kind of brown sugar and alcohol and you basically make these little mince meat tarts do you ever do you know these have you seen them little mince meat tarts do you know what i'm talking about little uh, stars on them sometimes and like little well possibly <laughs> i i mean i've heard of it before i just don't like dried fruits like like yeah not a lot of people do anything like yeah 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 me. so yeah Stuart hates they, them no, my me. husband hates them but um a, like i have a lot of people in my family that love them so i make them for them and so i made the 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 filling for the first time from scratch. It was very exciting because I couldn't find one I liked. I make the pastry from scratch and everything. So anyway, I make minced tarts. I make trifle, English trifle. I make shortbread. I make, what else do I make? I make a whole bunch of different kinds of cookies. And then for, oh, and I make tortier. Tortier is do you eat French Canadian. Do you eat all the cookies or is it a gift? Uh, most of them I give actually, cause we do like cookie exchanges or, you know, things like that. Like each year we, we do a big cookie exchange and this year we're not doing it, but actually we'll probably, I'll probably do it with some other people, but you make like 20 dozen cookies and then you end up like with, cause there's 20 people, let's say that are there and that everybody takes not theirs, but everyone else's. So you come home with 20 different cookies. Does that make sense? Like a whole bunch of cookies, 20 dozen cookies, like a and million cookies. do you cookies. eat all the cookies? No. So then what I do is I, I have people like, we have lots of my my sons for school. Like I bag them up and like I make them into pretty packages with my baked goods. And and they um, eat all the cookies? They'll eat like, yeah, because they'll give them a dozen cookies. Like a teacher, I'll give a teacher a dozen cookies or, you know, or people I'll give them a dozen cookies. It's like my gifting and they're pretty good. So yeah. So that's, so that's what I do. And then what else do I make? Oh, I make this and I make my sauce, my Italian sauce, like my ragu. Cause I'll, we'll, we'll eat that on um, one of the days too. So yeah, lots of cooking. And do you can that for people or jar that? I could, I don't can my sauce. No, I could, but I don't. Okay. It's such a, it's a lot. That's a production. Okay. Yeah. Well, this year I typically stay in the, in New York for Christmas mm-hmm. And I usually, yeah, stay in the neighborhood. And this year I purchased tickets to a magic show on Ooh. the 23rd. And in we New York? Were, yeah, at the ah. McKittridge Hotel. Okay. So I really like magic, show, magic shows. 
So I'm actually going to one pretty soon. And then I love going to the Magic Castle. When yeah, to you Los told Angeles. me about that. That that place sounds cool. I would like to go there. Yes, my brother-in-law is a member. You can only go yeah. with a member. You have uh-huh. to be invited. But uh, yeah, I'll go. We're gonna go to a magic show and stay in New York. And I typically go to a meditation retreat between Christmas through like January 2nd or so. Mm-hmm. So I will be attending a me- another meditation ret- retreat like I did last year. And and then of course, COVID times, we skipped it. But before that, I went and that'll be really nice. It's called a snow lion retreat in mm-hmm. upstate New York. And so it's a meditation retreat. And I'm sure I'll really enjoy that very much. Cool. Yeah. And oh, and we do all like the decorations and stuff, but we mm-hmm. have like a small little Charlie Brown tree. So if, if people have been following us for a while, you know, you've heard our trees mm-hmm. our yeah. banter back and forth. So we don't have to go over it today. We don't have to go into the tree, the tree stuff. Or unless you want to, but let's, well, let's get started. So, okay. How can you use intention and feng shui to set up your home for the holidays? So we had three overview ways to use feng shui to celebrate the holidays. And the first one is decorating with intention to decorate with feng shui in mind, to invite in festive and positive uplifting chi because you know, this time of year can be challenging for people. And it's not only like a dark time of the year in terms of the weather, and it's colder, and it's more internal. There's also a lot that comes up for people and their families. And so there's a lot of things that may come to the surface. So it's helpful to have some intention to create a space around you that supports uplifted chi. And so we looked at some ways that you can do this. So one is to bring in nature with the wood element. And one way to do that would be with a tree, right? Yep. Yep. With a tree. That's a pretty good one. Being a, bringing a giant evergreen in the middle of your house, that helps. But again, we're not going to get into this. You can listen to one. I think we've done a million things. If you do have an artificial tree, that's your choice. That's cool. It still would bring in the wood element because it looks like a real tree. So yes, for all those people that were going to ask us about whether or not an artificial tree works, but yes, I mean, a real tree is better because it's got, it's, you know, it's got that more, it's more connected to nature, but for the wood element, yes, you can use it both. And it depends. Like I know Laura, you've done some studies into green witch stuff, but you know, an evergreen tree does give this sense of evergreen, like Mm -hmm. of life and a hope for spring. And reminds us that even through the coldest and darkest of times, we can still rely on spring to come. While it doesn't have to come in through a whole Christmas tree, it could be a sprig of an evergreen. It could be a wreath made of evergreens. And of course, there's many different cultures that have so much symbolism And some of the listeners, you might have your own personal connection to wreaths and Christmas trees that are definitely, it's definitely something you should have some curiosity about and honor. Agreed. Plus it smells Mm. really good. Like I have some juniper that uh, I've been working with some juniper that I got in, um, that I foraged for, well, actually didn't forage for it. That was from France, but we used it for flower arranging or other people in my Mm -hmm. class used it for flower arranging. And then we, instead of disposing of it, we were, you know, people asked us if we wanted to take the, the juniper back. So I have some juniper and it just smells so 
delightful. Mm -hmm. It's very uplifting. Mm -hmm. It is. And so the second one is bright. Mm -hmm. And Laura, you want to talk about bright? Bright, yes. Bright is a category that we often refer to in a method that we use in feng shui. And bright encompasses a lot of different adjustments. And one of them is lights. Let's go with lights because that is very festive, right? And you might not even know you're doing it, but, you know, by bringing in twinkle lights or candles or anything like that, you know, it's boosting a stagnant area of your home. So if the chi feels a little bit low or dark, you know, you can bring in this bright to boost the chi and to lift it up. Yeah. So bringing in some candles or some Mm -hmm. light. I think the easiest way would be with the candle and you, and a couple episodes ago, we talked about that in our gratitude episode, we talked mm-hmm. about bringing in lights through, you know, even with, see, this is funny. Like you like led candles. Uh, I just say led candles. Cause I'm worried people are going to like not put their, their candle candles out. I actually have like real candles. Beeswax candles are like my number one one, but led candles work really well, especially if you want to them burning like all the time, then you definitely want to do that. Okay. Yeah. Another way of decorating with feng shui and intention in mind is with scent. We're going to go more into that in another, in our second part, but scent is one way. And actually we talked about it already, like with juniper or evergreens Mm -hmm. or sprigs of evergreen. And we'll also talk a little bit later about that. Color is another way to decorate with feng shui in mind. So Mm -hmm. I think it may, it, it's actually, it makes a lot of sense that colors like red and green are very popular during holiday time and considered festive because, and also blue too, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are bright, uplifting colors. So red is fire because we do need a little bit of warmth in this cold season. And so seeing red actually provides some uplifting and lifts the chi in the space, as well as green and blue, which represent the wood element. So that's another way to bring in the wood element. Yes. And color is another one of those categories that we use as feng shui practitioners to adjust a space too. Yeah. And so, you know, activating the front door with color, like mm-hmm. with a wreath or a bow, or like I have a neighbor that puts the zodiac animals up around mm-hmm. Chinese New Year. So mm-hmm. there's different ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. And then the last way to decorate with feng shui in mind is to focus on the center of your home, the hearth of your home, to bring in more harmony into ground which is, I think, especially important when people feel a bit groundless sometimes during this mm-hmm. time of year. Yeah. And it could be the center of the home, which is easy, generally pretty easy to find. You can go into the center of your home, see what's going on. We've talked about this a lot, right? Clear it, et cetera. But you can also do the, the center of a room or you can just try and create a center, right? So let's say that it's not working, what you've got going on, create mindfully and with intention, create, and you called it a hearth, which is, you know, that idea of like coming together around something, you know, that gives you energy, the right energy and try and create that, you know, maybe you're going to do something around your kitchen table. Maybe you're going to do something in your living room, but, you know, creating that focal point with the intention of really having harmony and grounding and, you know, using these other four things that we we've brought up. So nature, bright, scent and color, you can create that center, you know, that harmony and that grounding center. Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Like a centerpiece for the mm-hmm. table, which the dining table represents community 
and your friendships and family. So that would be a great way to focus a center because the center doesn't have to be an actual center. Like Laura said, it's the center that you create because the way that we look at feng shui is the directions change based on your direction and based on your chi. So Mm -hmm. you create the center that you want to create. So the second way that you can use intention and feng shui to set up your home for the holidays. So the first one we went through is decoration with feng shui in mind. And then the second one is space clearing, prepping the space or clearing, preparing the space by clearing the chi Mm-hmm. of what's there before to receive, but also mm-hmm. to clear the chi after your guests leave. Mm-hmm. So Laura, can you tell us some ways that we can space clear that would suit this holiday yeah. time? And if you want more of a deeper kind of diving into this in the reset, we have a three-part video and we go into a whole bunch of different ways, but some really simple ones, which you know we've talked about before, but we've heard pulling them all together with, again, the festive time in mind is ones that suit this time of year is orange, using orange as an orange peel, which is tradition in many different cultures, but in feng shui, oranges, as we've talked about, have that yang chi, and they're symbolically connected with abundance, right? And cleansing. The others would be the wood element. Again, we're keeping feng shui in mind, but- Again, this this goes through many different cultures and in feng shui, the wood element is all about, again, having that growth, having that vital chi, but also there's a nuance in wood chi and that is about family. It's about flexibility and it's about compassion. So you could bring in scents like pine, cedar, rosemary, you know, juniper, like Angie was saying, and those all evoke that woody you know, sense and it triggers something in us. It really does. And it's cleansing. And then the last thing you can do, which is really simple, is just to sweep and clean. It's good to do after a big holiday party. And don't just think about it as sweeping and cleaning dirt, although that's a good bonus, but you can do it with just sweeping and cleaning out the chi, right? Sweeping out the chi and or moving the chi around even just, you know, getting that stuck chi out and, you know, sweeping it out. And again, brooms and sweeping is almost a universal, you know, way to clear for many, many different cultures, right? Brooms are very powerful in many cultures. So those are ways that, you know, really simple and don't overthink it. Just say, okay, I'm going to just do this before my family comes. I want to lift the chi and we're going to bring in some orange or, okay, wow, that was a lot of people in my house and I feel like I need to clear it. I'm going to, you know... I'm going to burn, uh, I don't know, a a natural candle with pine scent. You can even burn dried bundles if you have that, you know, of cedar or of rosemary or pine or whatever. Pine's not so great, but juniper is good to clear it. So there's lots of different ways you can do that. Whatever feels right to you is going to work. And the last category to use intention to celebrate the holidays is to have a more mindful approach to giving and receiving. So typically there's a lot of giving and receiving and sometimes people forget about the receiving part, but you're also, you know, you can also mindfully receive as well as mindfully give. So mindfully receiving, let's let's talk about that first because we don't always think about that. Sometimes it's helpful just to say, oh, thank you very much and just receive it. And then you can re-gift it later. 
<laughs> so, but it's also like with, uh, if someone offers you advice that's unsolicited, which, which I think happens a lot, maybe when, when you're with family at this time, taking a moment and just saying, thank you. And just, you know, letting it go, that goes a long way to just mindfully receive things that may be a little bit difficult and unwanted. And then that just kind of smooths the chi a bit. Do you have any other thoughts on mindful receiving, Laura? Mindful receiving. I'm, um, no, I thought when you were starting to talk about it, I was like, wow, that's really good. No, (laughs) I haven't really thought about it, you know, which is bad. But like when you were saying about the unsolicited advice, like that's literally probably, I feel like that's the key takeaway of this whole podcast today because we're going to be with people that we haven't seen a lot perhaps. And they have very strong opinions on what we should be doing with our lives. (laughs) So it's a good one to receive it mindfully. To receive it mindfully by simply just saying, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then you can walk away. Yeah, no, it's thank you. Walk away. And that creates a lot of smooth that smooths the chi out instead of creating more unnecessary waves. And then alternatively, you can be more mindful in what maybe you offer in the words that you offer, right? Like in our program, we're very mindful to teach our students to listen. Listening is a gift that you can offer someone. So Mm -hmm. listening, not offering unsolicited feedback, and that's taking that yin route, that indirect route, acting the way, modeling the way that you want to be treated. So if you don't want the unsolicited feedback or unsolicited feedback and gifts or words, how can you do the same? And so that leads us to the mindful giving, right? Mm -hmm. So of course, you want to think about your words or the things that you offer, like what do they leave behind? Where is it coming from? And can you give without wanting anything in return? And not expecting, don't expect a thank you, just give from the heart and also give what is, you know, required and asked for, like going back again to that unsolicited feedback. I think I really like how Laura was talking about gifting consumables, like, like food, right? Mm -hmm. Like cookies. And you can certainly pass those on and then having those events where you, the cookie event where you trade, mm-hmm. you, you share cookies and then you can give a little bit more and it starts to actually not even be attached to you anymore, right? You didn't make the cookies that you end up gifting to other people. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more of truly giving rather than giving. So someone tastes my cookies are the best and they have to taste my cookies, right? Mm-hmm. My cookies are the best though, by the way. <laughs> so and I think consumables are something that is a little bit easier to give because you know someone could have it right away right like Mm -hmm. chocolate or cookies and for me I also really like to if I have the time I try to make gifts and regardless I also try to support small businesses businesses owned by people of color or women of color and that just leads to having some curiosity about where things come from and not to the, like, you know, you have that like image of that person at a restaurant asking like where the chicken came from and <laughs> did they like have like 
an umbrella on their patio. Did the chicken have the umbrella on the patio when it was like giving birth? I don't know. Right. Like you can, you can get, go really far with it. Or you could just simply say like, oh, okay, like this is a company that is small. This is a company that I can support. This is a person that I'd like to offer my energy towards through dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep, because money is energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are some ways that you you give besides the cookies? Uh, I've been trying to be a bit better about this. We are typically, I have to say, not big gifty family. Like, if you look at our fan, our Christmas tree on Christmas morning, there's like maybe we get, we get each other like maybe one thing, and often it's something that we already needed, like or had our you know, and then we'll gift it you know too. So we're just we're we are pretty mindful about it, mostly just because I just don't want more stuff in my house, and it's not a it's just me being like I just don't want to deal with more stuff, which takes my energy sucks my energy out. But yeah, I I um I've been pretty mindful about it, and again, we're having a lot of our my young nieces and nephews. And, you know, you don't want to, you want to give those kids something. I mean, nobody wants to give the kid, you know, a bag of cookies. So I'm trying to be really smart about what I get them that I know they're going to love. And so it's been, it's actually one idea I had was, okay, so one of my nieces, she's really into, she's like four, she's really into accessorizing her outfits, which I thought was amazing, by the way. So I'm going to go to the Uh, We have a consignment shop that sells really nice like clothing, but it's consignment. And I'm thinking like with like a gold like belt and like a cool little purse. And so I think I'm going to do that, for instance, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's one idea. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, I think for me, mostly there's some things I kind of try to buy like from small businesses that I know or even like Maria who's on our team she's an mm-hmm. artist and makes a calendar every year so I'm I always buy a couple of those to gift it's art but it's also recyclable if they don't want to keep it after the year and it's something that's really beautiful and it's also supporting our dear Maria so I just try to like offer my my support in that way mm-hmm. and yeah mostly like chocolate for clients because even if they don't want it they can gift it to someone else yeah chocolates are always good mm-hmm. Everybody likes chocolate. Everybody. Well, yeah. Ev- yes. I don't want to say anything mean about those who don't like chocolate, but you need to give your head a shake. But no, yeah, like when I got like when I was just in Paris, I got some gifts for people. I got like soap from Mar- the Marseille soaps. I got salt, French salt, mm-hmm. French mm-hmm. chocolates to gift to people because those are nice things that people yeah. can use. And I guess worst case, if they didn't want it, they're compost. They're compostable, too. Mm-hmm. So they don't add to landfill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are just some of the ways. We also have a whole episode that we did last year with Julia, where she gave, um, uh, Julia is one of our grads, Julia Sarasola, who talked about her approach to mindful giving. So, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely check that out. So we hope that all of you have a beautiful holiday. We'll talk to you again before the holidays are over, but as the season comes up, we did want to offer our feng shui intentions for celebrating this season. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new episode. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and also check out our certification and our mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. We have a New Year's Reset program that is perfect for this time of year. 
you can find it and purchase it at mindfuldesignschool.com. And the best way to stay in touch with us is to sign up for our mailing list. And you can find a link to sign up in the show notes or go to mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll to the bottom. And we have lots of content as well as opportunities and events special classes that are only available to our newsletter subscribers. So we hope to see you in your inbox. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week.